Yo, 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 what is good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wireless Super Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Chu, and we are back with another one. It is really early in the evening. Uh, I am awake, unlike the last one. Last one I recorded super late at night, but this time we are back with it. We're going to talk about a good couple topics. Um, I talk about my first league game that I played in a couple years. There are tech robots and my prediction for basketball in the future. And then, of course, this week's hottest topic is the NBA free agency. Uh, I'm going to get into some of my favorite transactions. I'll leave the analysis and the other things to the pros, but wanted to give my two cents. So stay prepared. This is going to be a good one. This podcast is coming out a little later than usual than our normal uh, Thursday I mean, our normal Wednesday release is because NBA free agency has been running wild. So I wanted to give it a good couple days combined with there's just been a lot going on in my day job that I had to get done. And uh, we'll get into some of the NBA stuff in a little bit. But what I did want to talk about first is my first league game. So shout out to shout out to James and the homie on the Monday Night Runs. He invited me out to a league game that took place at PTBA. Uh, it took place Sunday at 8 a.m. So for those of you who play adult league or played any type of AAU, um, you know that 8 a.m. games are a little rough. First of all, they're pretty early in the morning. They're usually the first time slot. So everyone is still figuring it out when they get there. I try to get there a little bit early, uh, you know, with the little girl now. Um, I try to you know, balance it. So stay home, make sure she's good, make sure cat's good. And then I head out to the game. And uh, with any basketball game, I like to take it a little bit. I like to take it serious, you know, get a good stretch in, make sure that I'm warm, make sure that uh, all the muscles are firing correctly. And it turned out to be a pretty good game. So um, didn't know any of the players, um, at least on the actual team. They were all nice guys, but the homie James uh, invited me out. So I knew him and then um, it was cool. So me and him had good chemistry. We played together all the time on Wednesdays and then even uh, sporadically throughout the week. But your yeah, boy ended it or ended the game with a double-double, 16 points, 10 rebounds, and a handful of assists. It was cool. I don't think we played at the highest division, so it wasn't that crazy. But what I do remember and what I did feel about the game is my main takeaways is that um, my – uh, rhythm of everything is feeling good. My handles is back, and I didn't shoot a lot of jumpers. So if you're following me on Instagram, uh, you see that on the Monday night runs, I love to shoot three. I love to get into my mid-range, get into my pockets and my spots and, and shoot them and let it fly. But for this game, you know, I wasn't looking to score. This game, I was looking to come in, fill in a spot, play good defense, and, and earn my minutes and earn my shots. So that's how I usually typically feel when I play with anybody new. You know, I'm not that type of person that is – I think at first I don't look like a scorer. I don't feel like a scorer. So I come in and I try to play good basketball, swing the ball around, communicate. Um, I like to think that I have a pretty okay handle. So most of the times I'll play some point guard. And that's kind of how it shook out. Um, I brought up the ball more or less. I think people start to feel that, okay, this guy has a has a nice hand to him. He's going to have the ball, and he's also willing to pass the ball. Because the thing is a lot of times when you play recreation, um, the ball handler can often – control the ball and then just jack up shots so 
wasn't like that at all. Um, I saw, I wanted to catch a rhythm. I think we did catch a rhythm with a lot of the guys there. Uh, we took the dub, so we got a win. And um, the ultimate sign that I played well is that the people that are on the team invited me back out and, to play against. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know if we're going to play this Sunday, but it was it felt really good. It felt really good to play with refs. I think um, when we play recreation, we get caught up, or I get caught up in not calling fouls, right? You want to play with your boys. You call your own fouls. So when there is a bump in the air, when there's a slap to the wrist, it's like, to me, especially at the park, if you can get your shot off, then, you know, calling and one doesn't really count. Um, if, the, if someone comes in and hacks you and, you know, drives and puts an arm across both your arms and you can't get the shot off, yeah, you call the foul, you check it up, and then you go from there. But other than that, you know, a little bump, a little slap, like that's, that's just the park. So um, it ain't nothing. But with the league game, it was pretty cool because I got a couple and ones. I like to take it. You got to take it to the whole strong. So when you do that and you're able to finish at the rim, you get slapped, you get whatever, then it, it gives you um, the ability to get the three point play, maybe a four point play uh, if you hit the and one. But that was that was that. So I got a couple of those. The uh, play 21 at LA Fitness a couple times just for the reason that you get to practice your free throws when you're tired. Because I think practicing free throws. Uh, in between drills is good, but like at least in a recreational recreational setting, when you're playing twenty one, you get pretty tired because you're the only one playing offense and defense. And when you score, you go to the line and you hit your one one pointers to to increase the score, and that really kind of catches your rhythm. So after playing that, um, I thought my free throws were good. Um, I think I was like five for six uh, at the line, so. That was cool. And, you know, I, I talk about this because um, this is really something that I've been really looking forward to. I play a lot of basketball now, and one of the main goals was get healthy enough, get strong enough, catch the rhythm so that I can start playing league. And um, it just felt really good to be back. So that's why I'm so thankful for James for inviting me out, thankful for the team for giving me a spot to play, and happy to come out when you guys need me. But Sooner than later, I will be putting together a team. I will be putting together a little mini series so that you guys can follow along. And it's going to be cool. So don't expect that this is going to be the last you hear from me about um, Adult League. Um, if you guys find it interesting, interesting, let me know and I can produce more content around that. But I just thought it was a, a really good time. We played, I consider it home court because we played at PTBA. That's the place I play my Monday night runs. So very familiar with most of the rims there. And it was just an overall good time. Got a good sweat in. It was really quick. Um, it was 20 minute halves. Um, and, and how easily I get thrown back into anxiety is the wrong word, but like the good stress of it. Um, I think in, in psychology, it's called eustress. Um, it's where stress actually helps you. It creates, it gives you more alertness. It gives you uh, more adrenaline. It gives you that good type of stress where you're like, okay, I want to do better. I want to be focused. I want to be able to perform. So um, being in that environment, being competitive was really fun. And I'm excited to keep that going. So first league game in a couple of years felt good. I hooped in my LeBron uh, 15 lows, my favorite shoe at the time. I'll probably do a fit breakdown because I have, now, um, after a couple of weeks, a couple of months of playing, uh, accumulated a good amount of gear. And then just I could break that down. So um, it, it's been good. So the first first league game, really fun. If you guys are playing league, let me know. I want to I want to come talk about it. If you want to come talk about it, let me know. And uh, we'll go from there. So 
That's it. Excited to keep it going. What is a wireless Hooper episode if we don't talk about tech? So the the most interesting thing I saw about tech this week is there is a robot at half a uh, robot at some of the halftime shows at the NBA games, or I think this started in Japan, but it's a robot that can shoot now. And uh, to me, that is pretty crazy because since it's a robot, uh, the beauty of the robot is that it it is only based on algorithms and code and mechanics. So when it hits a shot from you know the free throw line, it can do that over and over. What made this one sick is that this freaking robot was shooting at it from half court and it was draining it from half court. I think they pulled that full back and then he started draining it from three quarters court from the other free throw line. And then I think before you know it, this guy's easily he's going to be jacking up shots from full court with complete accuracy. Um, and I think that's as you're as we're growing in technology and we continue to see technology develop. That's probably not the most craziest thing we've seen so far. But as I think about it, you know, when you when you look at it a couple of years, 100 years, 50 years down the line, it's going to be nuts. The The concept that I thought about was that what happens when it becomes like gladiator style, you know, like these robots are fully moving. Um, you mix this ability with the Boston Dynamics. Uh, granted, they're going to have like super soldiers and like soldiers for war and soldiers to and robots to be butlers and help you out and all these things before they become recreational robots where we just watch these robots like fight and play basketball but when we talk about super athletes we're going to see some super robots do some crazy things so who knows what's going to happen with the sport of basketball when robots are completely introduced you get five robots on one team five robots on another team and they're just like going after the ball like i don't know what it's going to look maybe they're going to have like weapons and then it's going to be a fight to a fight for like capture the flag or a fight to shoot the basket who knows that was just something super sick that i saw and um i wanted to call it out i don't think it should be ignored but i also don't think that we need to pay attention to it like really close right now i think we are so far away just to see the mechanics of this robot do its thing um but it's interesting to see you know um as technology continues to develop um i just thought that it was super interesting seeing a robot on the court and it just trying to shoot half court shots shooting three quarter shots not trying just really doing it with complete accuracy that was uh super wild so with that being said basketball robots are coming you heard it first here and if you haven't seen it go look it up on youtube because it is wild the second thing that we want to talk about tech is uh, i think most of us have probably heard about the game pokemon go that's the ar experience where uh, or AR game that you can play on Android and iOS where you can like go around and look for Pokemon. And then like once you find a Pokemon, then you get to like throw a Pokeball at it and like, like catch it and all these things. So the same company, Niatic, Niatic um, drops a game and they partner with the NBA. So now... Um, Niantic is going to come out with an augmented reality game um, with the NBA called NBA All World. And I really don't know what it's going to look like or what are you going to do, but you're, but the concept is to get up, go outside, and then you go to like different places and then you can play one-on-one with some of the best players in the world. I think they're working with the NBA right now to 
um, get players into the metaverse, but this is going to be, they're introducing it as like the new era of hoop and judging by Pokemon Go and how well it did, there are some legs to this uh, concept. I think basketball is quickly growing to be one of the most popular sport in America, at least. And then, you know, you mix that with a new technology and people that are finding new ways to engage with basketball this is going to be really cool and i for one i'm probably going to be one of the first i want to be one of the first power users uh this is super interesting to me this is right up my alley this is right up the wireless hooper community's alley so if you guys find this interesting let's go ahead and try to play it when it comes out but it's going to be cool um i the only caveat and the only thing i would say is that niantics it's they haven't been doing so good after pokemon go pokemon go was their flagship game and since then i think they said that they had to like lay off like 20 percent of the company because um, the other games didn't do so hot so we'll see how this goes um i think they're promoting it right now there's a youtube trailer there's no mentions of any like microtransactions of how you're going to be able to like buy the things if you're going to be able to like buy gear do all these things if you can drop real money in the game are you going to be looking for sneakers are you going to be looking for different fits like how is it going to work what does the competition look like uh, so there's a lot of open questions um, that is left to be answered, but keeping you guys in the loop, you know, this is why you guys listen uh, for the latest and greatest. And this is going to be one of the cool things about uh, wireless hoopers. We're going to stay on top of this, you know, wireless hooper, we'll talk about tech, we we'll talk about basketball. And then when it is the perfect intersection of basketball and tech, you know, I'm going to be reporting on it. So uh, hopefully by next week or in the next couple podcasts that we're going to have a little bit more information. There's no official launch on schedule yet. So um, fans can pre-register for the game, but that's about it. So yeah, if anybody has more information on that, let me know. I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to find out what it's about. But until then, um, we will just have to keep an eye on it. All right, the main event of the episode when we talk about the nba free agency this is arguably one of the most exciting times of the nba um, outside of the playoffs and outside of the actual competition it's how our team's going to either get rid or add people to create the team for the next future the next future for the next season uh, and then getting ready for the future so there's a lot of things that are happening um, I'm just going to talk about a couple of my favorite transactions that has happened between some of the big players, and I know everyone has their opinion, so you guys already know. I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. I keep up with the Lakers because I live in LA, and then uh, I'm a huge Blazer fan too. So with that, uh, there's a couple of things that happened that I found really, really cool, um, and then there's some other things that I just found really shocking, so we could talk about. One of, the, one of my favorite news that i found out is that joe ingles is back in the nba um i think he was going through some injury with the utah jazz but it looks like that he signed a one-year deal with the bucks and i think that's a great pickup for the bucks Um, obviously they are a championship contender Giannis is a beast and then adding him i think he can do a, a really solid job at either pairing up with chris middleton or even backing him up uh, they needed a score. They needed a veteran when Chris Middleton wasn't there. I think Joe can kind of more or less fill that role and obviously provide some veteran presence onto the team. One of the bigger news, Rudy Gobert getting traded um, or getting picked up by the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
I mean, to be honest, I don't know, and I probably don't remember exactly. Was it like a signing trade or was it picked up a free agency? I think it was a trade because um, the Jazz gets a couple of players and a pick. I think Pat Bev was a part of that trade. Now Pat Bev's over in the Jazz paired up with Donovan Mitchell, and then obviously Cat gets his extension. He gets uh, So now Minnesota is filled. Um, They got the Twin Cities, and they got – two twin big men uh, in Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. I'm honestly excited to see how that's going to shake out. I wonder how they're going to play together. They don't, I don't think Rudy demands the ball, but that really helps Cat. Um, I think takes a lot of pressure off Cat in the paint because then now you got the guard Rudy. He's obviously got great hands and can um, finish around the rim. And then now that spreads it out where Cat can take a step out, Cat can shoot threes and do all that good jazz. Um, so that's gonna be interesting. Uh, transitioning from the Bucks, uh, they did not re-sign Dante Divincenzo, and guess who signs them? The Golden State Warriors. Uh, Golden State Warriors signing him is gonna be really cool to see because uh, the bench has really collected their bag. So Arno Porter Jr. Um, he left. Um, Gary Payton also secured the bag with Portland, and then Juan Toscano Anderson left signing with the Lakers. So, you know, the Golden State bench is yet to be filled. We have a lot of young guys that are really going to step up, or um, I guess now we're making room for them to step up with the Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman coming back. But the signing of DiVincenzo is going to be really cool because he was starting for the Bucks for a while. Um, having him as a solid two guard, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting having him learn from Clay and Steph. Um, obviously is going to really produce um, some really good talent that th- that they've been able to do. So with that, that's pretty interesting. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, I guess I just going down the line, we can the Dallas Mavericks signs JaVale McGee. Really cool. I think they needed some uh, presence down there to help Luca out. JaVale McGee is a uh, multiple world champions. So you can't hate on that. And I think he's going to do well in Dallas. Kevin Knox signs with the Pistons. Um, my quick thoughts on that is the Pistons are really putting a team together. They are going to be, if I had to pick three teams to look for next season, it's going to be, uh, I would say Pistons are probably right up there with their draft picks um, as well as all these signings. So Kevin Knox, you know, pretty good player from the Knicks. I think he played um with the Hawks last season after having a really good season with the Knicks. But, you know, now that he's with the Pistons, I think he can do some really good things. Kyle Anderson signs with the Timberwolves. Again, the Timberwolves are going to be really interesting to see with Gobert, Anderson, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. That's going to be, that's going to be really cool. Andre Drummond, another one signing a two-year deal with the Bulls. The Bulls putting together a really interesting team with Lonzo putting a little putting interesting putting it together with Zach Levine. He signs a max contract, um, and that's pretty cool. So, a, another big news is that John Morant signs a really big extension, two hundred plus million dollars. Um, I think he's the youngest guy to get something like that. Another big news we see Zion getting a. 200 almost the same type of deal that they're going to give John Morant uh, a really big really big contract for me that's kind of interesting because you got to sign Zion Williams 
Williamson, but he hasn't played a lot. But they're I guess they're banking on the potential. So that's gonna be that's gonna be very interesting to to look for. Otto Porter Jr., another guy that was a uh, championship squad, is now signed with the Raptors. You know, I hope he has a good time out there. He did well for us. He really provided some really good, solid minutes. But I think I know he's going to be successful out there. He's a really good veteran presence. The Blazers hold on to Nurkic. That's going to be interesting with Gary Payton, Dame, Nurkic holding it down. There still needs a, a lot of work, but. You know, I'm hopeful for the Blazers to, you know, get it back on track. The whole debacle of them being up for sale, not up for sale. So, you know, there's only two loyal players in the NBA right now. They say it's Stephen Curry and Damon Lillard. So you guys let me know if that's true. But there you go. That's my speed round of the uh, NBA free agency. It's not done yet. There is a lot to be talked about, mainly uh, Katie and Kyrie, where they're going to end up. I think that's the NBA f- and the NBA fans are really looking forward to how that's going to shake out. Um, so I'll ke- you guys keep me updated. I'll keep you guys updated. Uh, that's all I got. Some of my favorite things were, yeah, seeing Joe Ingles get signed, Dante DiVincenzo coming to the Golden State Warriors, where the Golden State Warriors are able to re-sign Looney. I think we're getting him on a really good deal. And um, we're going to go from there. So there you guys have it. This is another quick episode of the Wireless Super Podcast. Please like and subscribe. And if there's anybody that you want to see and hear from on the podcast, let me know and I'll make it happen. I hope you guys have a blessed rest of the week and I'll see you guys next time.